Good morning, good morning. Man, it took me like 30 minutes right now to find the, uh, to find the, uh, my headset that I record on, because I don't record on the headset. It's really, it's, uh, it's really echoey. It's probably a little echoey right now too, but man, I'm literally 30 minutes and I'm going crazy. I'm like, I gotta do this. I'm trying to keep my word and be my word doing this every day. And so when you're not your word, you kind of get, you kind of, um, when you make when you make a choice to be your word, no matter what, it'll change your life, man. And I've I've been working on that, my word on specific kind of specific little things here and there. <sighs> Being my word, getting up early, I'm doing that, but I'm still falling right back to sleep when I wake up. I'm trying to make it a point to get up and stay up, because um, it's just so cold and wet and rainy. I just wanted to lay back down, but getting ready to go work out, get the day going. In the background, I'm playing this music from Rocky because I, I've, I uh, saw this interview this morning where he was, um, when he first got Rocky or when he wrote Rocky, he was completely broke and he was, they didn't have, he, he was married at the time. He didn't have food. They, the, the, the heater wasn't working where they were living, but he had this idea for this script and he supposedly wrote this script in three days. And it got so bad for him. His wife ended up leaving him. He had, all he had was his dog as his companion. And he had to sell his dog in order to uh, in order to eat, in order to pay rent. He sold his best friend. Then time goes by. He has to do rewrites. And he writes, he writes Rocky. Um, he said, you know, it, it was horrible at first. It was the worst thing that he ever, that he had ever written. But there was something in there that people liked, and then he had to do rewrite after rewrite after rewrite. And they didn't. It was going to be the studio was going to put in millions of dollars to make it happen. But but Sylvester Stallone said, "I want to play Rocky, or it's not going to happen." So as time, as as the the myth and the legend is, they did it for nine hundred thousand dollars. If he agreed to shoot it in under thirty days, which they shot it in twenty eight days. The producers who believed in it put mortgages, put put their houses up in order to get the studio to back him up. So it was the biggest life risk that he took, and it paid off in such a ama- in such an amazing way. That today I looked at my life and like, am I taking risk? One, I am. I have been taking risks. I've been taking risks since I left the comfort of home with my family. Um, I've been taking risks with with getting out there and putting myself out there as an actor. Even though when I look at myself as an actor, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, what, what are you thinking? You got to you got to look better. You got to fit. You got to look better and feel better. But anyway, that's a whole other story that I'm working on right now. Um, and what kind of risks am, am I taking? Putting my my work out there. I'm taking a lot of risks. I'm not, and I'm not saying that my story is going to be Sylvester Stallone's story or anything like that. Because my own story is going to be my story is going to be what it's going to be. Who knows? I may be the I may be a great documentary filmmaker in the future. I don't know, but I know that I'm on this I'm on this path of understanding the value of what I've chosen to do. Like the value of this work how film and art and acting and theater, man, it it cha- you know, it can change the way you think. I mean, it's it's influential. So the idea of creating you know, we're in a world where Latino characters are being misportrayed but great roles are coming out right now. It's a whole nother world from where I, when I started as an actor. There weren't a lot of roles. Now there are a lot of roles out there. And people are 
developing and creating their own projects. So we are in a true renaissance stage of creation in this world. And, you know, I've, I've, uh, looking back, because the one thing I thought about today was like the financial issue. Yesterday I took a risk and went to this, I went to drop my application off at this, um, place where they're looking for a bartender. The manager wasn't there. I said, oh man, you know, I had other stuff to do. So I had to go run around town and come back. And then I, when I came back, I was like, fuck it. Why waste any time? Just go over there. Went over there, saw the place. And the guy said he he was too busy to talk. And I looked back, the place wasn't even that busy. Like I I know busy. I know a busy restaurant, but he was running. He had to run the food. He had to run the um, drinks out and get the orders, which is kind of, that's kind of hectic. When you're come, you make it's like a cook. What do you want? Okay, I'm gonna go back there, come back, go back, come back. It's not even like a taco truck where you're kind of standing there. Let me take your order, and boom, you slide it over, and it's out the window. You had to walk to where people are. But I took the risk of just sitting there. I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're busy, man. I'll go ahead and I'll just have I'll just have a beer, and I sat there, and he got we got to talking. We got to talking about a lot of stuff. Then I know you know it just kind of I, I don't I don't know what the outcome will be. I'm gonna have another another meeting with him. Another. I got that. I, I didn't um, do vocal warm-ups this morning, so I'm talking like a nutter. But I'm going to have another meeting with him. But before I left, I took the risk. I go, you know, I'm looking at your Instagram, and uh, I could help you with that. I could help you with, like, some digital marketing stuff. And he goes, he looked up, and he goes, that, he goes, I may hire you to do that. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, that was like, fuck, that's got to take risks. You got to take risks out there in the world. Nothing's going to come... It's like Les Brown says, when you want something, the world doesn't say, oh, he's a, he's such a nice person. He deserves this. He's such a, he's a good guy. He takes care of his family. Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't, um, he doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He deserves everything that he deserves at all. Uh, and, and, uh, I just, you know, t- taking risk. I'm th- I got sidetracked right here when I said drugs because my grandmother called me. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. And she, she's really old now, but she knows how to, ooh, she knows how to, she knows how to say the things that get under my skin that make me feel like, like I've made every wrong choice, which that is the, that's the, the, that's the battle that I fight within myself a lot, like the choices that I've made in life. And <laughs> even though I feel like I'm, I'm constantly um, reminding myself, no, you're on the right path. Like we're, we're moving in the right direction. My grandma calls. She doesn't understand the fact that I've produced and directed and and write. And she, in her world, in the world of like the entertainment world that you see coming from a small town, the actor is what you see. You have that visual. So she's never seen it. She's seen me in a couple of things, and she really enjoyed it. Like she was really excited about it. But she's like, I don't know what to tell you no more. I don't know what to tell you to be an actor. I mean, do actors need to do drugs? (laughs) They need to do drugs. Because they do drugs and they get everything and then they die. I'm like, no, man. You, you, first off, I mean, you can't, you cannot be inebriated when you're in a scene, which I cannot, I can't explain that to her. You can't, you just can't. It doesn't work. It comes across really, really bad. It comes across really, really horrible. Like, it does not work. Um, uh, secondly, man, at people that are committed and take risks, like, 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 a Sylvester Stallone, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, they. I mean, you got to be in like, like a guy like who destroyed his face, Mickey Rourke. Like Mickey Rourke said, he had. To, he was like a monk. He was like a monk 
when it came to acting stuff. And for me, I've taken, I've, I've put it all on the line. I've lost it all to the point where I, I look back at this moment and feel so blessed to be where I'm at right now. Because when I did my, when I did a movie and I broke up with the, when I was in, um, the producer I was seeing, we broke up. My shit was packed when I came home. My my stuff was packed. I probably told this story before, but I'm thinking about it right now. When I'm thinking about Spencer Lone, I'm looking at like the most down and out moment. I got dropped off with all my stuff, all my belongings, in a home that I in, a, in an apartment that I found for like I was living there for four years. I did get it back. That's a whole nother story because I fought for. I needed I needed my home back, but I got dropped off at a theater. No shower, no, there was a kitchen, but nothing to cook on. There was, there was, thank God there was a kitchen though. I can make coffee and stuff like that. It was nice. No bed. There was a, um, but it was a theater. It was a, it was a, it, I'm sorry. It wasn't even a theater. It was a, a class that was set up for, as a, the, as a mini theater for classes. And I remember getting dropped off all my stuff and I'm crying. Oh my God. I was crying. Like a, I was like what is happening with me right now? How, how did I get to this point? And I watched this person drop me off. Like I, like I was like, like the way it felt like when my mom would drop off dogs that she didn't want anymore and just go drop them off in the middle of nowhere. And it was hard to fight it, man. Coming back from that was the hardest battle ever. I think coming back from that, from that pain, from that, from that, um, from that, I don't want to say neglect, but I want to say coming back from the most, coming back from the mud. I I ended up getting the place back. I ended up, I couldn't even afford the place anymore because um, people would come. I, I'd have different roommates come. I, you know, I had different roommates every six months because, uh, because, you know, nobody put a deposit down or anything. I just needed somebody to pay that other half and, and. For a lot of people, it was just temporary, and none of my friends. And I was I was in Sherman Oaks, so a lot of my friends were in L.A. and didn't want to move all the way out there. And uh, and so I decided to pack up and leave. I decided I'm gonna take a risk and go do boost. I'm gonna bounce back. I'm gonna bounce back from it all. I'm gonna bounce back. I'm gonna do this. And on the way back to Texas, my car breaks down in the middle of the desert. So I'm trapped in the middle of the desert. I put all, all the money that I had was for gas to get back to Texas. All the money that I had was, was it. I got dropped off at a fucking motel that had bugs. It was an Indian guy and his family. There was a store across the street that was a rundown gas station. A guy had his bed behind the counter. And I was trapped for three or four days with Funyuns and Sprite. Cause I had, I just all, all, I had to pay for the hotel. I was eating a bag of fun, and I was like, "Man, how am I gonna get out of this one? How am I gonna get out of this one?" I got picked up, I got back, I ended up making boost, I came back, I ended up getting, I ended up getting into a great relationship, which, which that's a whole another story. And then, um, and then you know, two years ago, I put myself in another position where you know I made it. I'm, you make mistakes and you come back, and now it's like I'm on a whole another comeback. Here we go again. But this time it's even bigger and better. This time it's even stronger. This time I'm doing things right now like this podcast to make sure to ensure to myself and to you that this is a commitment 
to create the greatest life that I can create. And I'm dealing with shit like athletes with. I'm dealing with shit like, you know, feeling sick. I'm dealing with all this, you know, like not being as healthy as I should be right now. And, um, and fighting the battle of like not drinking, uh, you know, uh, like crazy or partying and spending money. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a battle. Like it's a real battle that I'm, that I'm, that I'm trying to, that I'm trying to accomplish. But with the, with, within the process, I'm understanding that within this battle, I still need to be helping other people. I still need to be in communication with other people that need support because the battle, the we, cause we're all going through the same battle. We're all trying to figure out our lives. We're all trying to figure out what happened, what mistakes did I make? How can I fix this? What needs to be done? And we just continue. We just continue the battle and the battle is going to continue the rest of our lives. The, the thing is, is the more we get our minds right and the more we control the way we're thinking um, and the, the way we control our thinking and the way we react to everything that happens to us in life is going to make the, the, a world of a difference. It just is. It's going to make a world of a difference and it's going to, and it's going to improve. It's going to improve not only your life, but improve everybody, everybody's life around you. So take risks, take risks for your life because it's the only one you got. Get up, get out, go do something. Um, even in the rain right now, like I'm going to go work out. It's raining. I can't drive my scooter, but I'm going to take this bus there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to, I'm, com- I'm committed to that. To, to pushing myself every day as hard as I can, as much as I can, to be in the in the best physical and mind frame that I can be in right now because, um, because I I I I cheat myself. I cheat myself a lot of the times. Like I, y'all, you. I mean, you know the story. You know, you know the story. It's just like it, it's all it's it's all been this comeback for life. This comeback to to be the best version of me. And I hope that you're on that same journey of being the best version of you. And I realize right now that I didn't give you a Marcus Aurelius um, piece here. So I'm just going to open it up and uh, and uh, see some things that I highlighted. Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to make this real quick. I'm going to make this real quick. I'm trying to make it real quick. I'm just opening it up. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, here we go. Begin the morning by saying to yourself, I shall meet with the busybody, the ungrateful, arrogant, deceitful, envious, unsocial. All these things happen to them by reason of their ignorance of what is good and evil. But I, who have seen the nature of the good, that it, that it is beautiful, and of the bad, that it is ugly, and the nature of whom, who does wrong, that it is akin to me, not only for the same blood or seed, but that it participates in the same intelligence and the same portion of the divinity, I can neither be injured by any of them, for no one can fix on me what is ugly, nor can I be angry with my kinsmen, nor hate them, for we are made for cooperation, like feet, like hands, like eyelids, like the rows of the upper and lower teeth. To act against one another, then, is contrary to nature, and it is acting against one another to be vexed and to turn away. Um... Yeah. Oh, man, I went a little over. But, you know, begin your day knowing you're going to meet with everything. You're going to meet with everything that's going to try to bring you down. But it's how you're going to react to everything. You know what's ugly. You know what's good. Don't try to be good. Be good. Uh, All right. And it's not that hard to be good. It really isn't. So be healthy. Be helpful. Love yourself and love everybody around you. Go kill the day.